to this Mishnah. Mishnah in the new parak, on, and we started really on uh, 18b, and we're continuing from the middle of the Mishnah on 19a by Yitas Aleph. And the Mishnah was in the middle of talking about a machlekes, about what happens when a city has bad things happening to it. Does the neighboring city, what should their response be? Should the neighboring city just fast, or should they also blow the shofar? And Rekiva says they just blow the shofar, or not shofar, but really they just um, they just uh, cry out to Hashem, but they don't fast. The third line, 19a. So to a city that has plagues or a city that has um, a building collapse. The building collapse will have to be an act of God, right? If it's, uh, if it's not an act of God, it's a poorly designed, poorly built building. It's not going to be the same level of this is a sign from heaven. Basically, the entire mission, what it's working with is a concept that when something happens that is a clear divine decree that something is wrong, then we have to respond with the recognition that we're supposed to do teshuva. And all this is part of the teshuva process. So I say, then that city has to fast and they have to cry out. But every, all the cities around it, they fast, but they don't cry out. They cry out. Sorry, yeah, they cry out, but they do not fast. Once again. What's considered to be a plague? What's the definition of a plague? A city that has 500 people living there and three people died in three days, one person each day, three days in a row. That's considered a plague. If it's less than this, that's not considered to be a plague. About this, they would be masriya, they would cry out in every place. Shidafen. Shidafen is when a, the crops get completely destroyed. Irakin is when the crops get destroyed, but in a different fashion. Arbe for locusts, and for crickets, and for wild animals, and for the sword, right? On that, every neighboring city immediately starts crying out as well. And why is that? Because this is a plague. It is a maka. It is a, a crying out from Hashem, a sign. And these spread very rapidly, as opposed to, let's say, rain, not coming. There was a story that the, the elders came out from Yerushalayim to their own cities, the Gazrutainis, and they decreed a fast. They said, because we're going to make it a fast, because... In Ashkelon, there were very strong winds that affected as much rain as would fill an oven. So it was a very, very small amount. And still they said we have to fast because they recognized that this itself was a sign from heaven. And they said there has to be a fast everywhere because there were wolves who ate two children on the other side of the Jordan River. Rabbi says, no, no, that wouldn't be enough of reason to have a fast. Wolves eat animals. That's typical. Wolves eat, eat children. The reason why there's a fast is because they were seen inside the city itself, and that was a sign that, that uh, their behavior is not, Hashem is not happy with their behavior. On these, they would actually cry out on Shabbos. If a city is surrounded by non-Jewish uh, evil enemy, or a Nahar, a rising river that is going to be going, breaking through the levees. Or if a ship is in a whirlpool, basically. A ship is in a terrible danger at sea. says they cry out for help, but not for davening purposes. In other words, if this is going to help them save the people whose lives are at risk, then they cry out. But if not, they don't cry out. 
Shimon Atimni, Emma Shimon Atimni says, Afal Hadaber, so too on, on plague you cry out. Every single thing that a possible uh, negative consequence is, we don't want it to happen, so we cry out beforehand, except for too much rain. Maisa, there was one say story, the famous story of Chani Amagal. Chani Amagal means Choni, who is, who is uh, of the circle. His followers should hear to Gisham, they said, Go daven so that there should be rain falling. Amal Hemi said, Go bring in the ovens in which you typically will roast your Pesach offerings, your karma Pesach. So that they will not dissolve in their heavy rains. His followers, he daven, will hear to Gisham, rain did not fall. Mea, so what did he do? He drew a circle. He stood in the middle of that circle. And he said to Hashem, Master of the universe, your sons have turned their faces to me. Because they said, listen, I'm a member of your household. And therefore they came to me to ask to intercede on their behalf. I want to swear by your great name. I will not move from here. Until you have mercy upon your children. The rain began to drip. Drizzles. Amar, this is not what I asked for. I asked for there to be rain to fill the cisterns, the ditches, the wells, the pits. The rain started coming pouring down. Amar, I said, I ask for this. I asked for nice, soft rain that is going to give bracha, blessing, unadava, and bounty. Yorduk is sick, then it came down properly. Actually, yet you saw me Yerushalayim Laharabayas until ultimately the Jews had to go up from Yerushalayim up until the Harabayas because the rain was so heavy. Uh, the, the water had become so heavy. But over Amrulay, they came and said to him, Kashem shes palalta aleim she yorduk, Sima you daven for the rain to fall, Kachas palal she yelchulayin. Go also now daven that the rain should cease. Amrulay, we said to them, Tzuru im nuches avanatayin, go and see the stone where people will make their claims. The halacha was like this. That um, when somebody lost an object and someone else found it, he would go to a special stone in Yerushalayim, the lost and found stone, and he would stand on that stone and he would cry out that uh, I found this object. Now, if that was stone was washed away, then it's time for the rain to stop. said to him, If you were not right, I would put a excommunication on you because you're speaking to Hashem in a disrespectful way. You said Hashem, This is not what I asked for. Now, the problem is that he's speaking in a way that is disrespectful and other people will learn from his behavior. But what can I do to you? Because you did a chet in front of Hashem, but he did your will, like a son who sins in front of his father. And still his father does his will. In other words, you are like a son to Hashem and therefore you have a different relationship and therefore you can speak in a disrespectful way and people will recognize that that's unique. Let your father and your mother be glad and let the one who gave birth to you rejoice. This, this Mishnah right here, that phrase is, uh, it's here as a mistake. It says on the side of the Gemara that that's here by accident. It was the Taos Hadfus, the printer, some other made a mistake with printing the apprentice, you know, was sleeping and he stuck Mishnah in in the wrong place. Oh, you must honor the Yardulam Gesham and let's their fasting and the rain starts falling. The rain falls before the sunrise. Then they don't complete the fast as they haven't ever started the fast. But if they already determined that they're going to be fasting and it's already after sunrise when it starts raining, then they do complete the fast. Lezer says, says, if if the rain starts falling before Chatzos, then you still finish it. it, I'm sorry. 
starts falling before chatzos, you don't finish the fast. If it starts falling after chatzos, you still finish the fast. My sister goes through tainus below. It once happened that they said the tainus in lud. The yordel ham gesham kaidum chatzos and it started raining before chatzos. Some of them have a power from tar from tetsu ve echlo ve shisu. Go out and eat and drink. Asu yom to make it into a holiday. This is a day that was supposed to start off in literally fasting and and desperate desperate measure. To, to try to cause that Hashem will forgive them and finish the day when Yom Tov. And they went out and they made Yom Tov. And then even time they came, and then they said and had a great gratitude for everything that happened. The order of these public fasts that we've been discussing in the previous chapter were only said when the rain didn't fall from the first, in the first Raviyah. That's what it said in our Mishnah. There are many, but the Gemara asked a contradiction. At the time of the first and second rainfalls are already passed, and the time has come to, to ask for rain. If the time of the third rainfall has passed and it still hasn't rained, then the time has come to actually fast. The, the order of fast that we discussed, when are they so? When the time for the first, second, and third rainfall passed, and the rain did not fall. If the rains fall at the time of the first rainfall, and they had sowed and it did not end up sprouting. Or if they had that uh, it had um, sprouted, but then they don't, they end up changing and don't are not growing properly. Then you start crying out immediately. That's only when they have undergone a specific something that is atypical for the growing process. But if they just tried out, then no. This is obvious. It says in the Mishnah, they have changed. The case is like this. When the, the seeds are starting to grow and they had dried out, now they're starting to recover. What might I have thought to say? Sign of recovery. That's not really a sign of recovery. So too, if the rain stops for 40 days total in between one rainfall and the next, which I think we're coming up on 40 days here in the Bay Area, right? For the first time of rain, then we haven't had rain again for a while. My Makas what is the nature of what we call a Makas Pitsoris? Makas means when there's not enough um, supply and it causes hyperinflation. It is a Maka, it is a plague that leads to a state of, of deficiency because there's not enough of what people are looking for. When there's no grain left in the city and it has to be transported from one river to the next. Pitsorta. If it's, um, that's considered a deficiency. When it has to be brought over land from one uh, country or one uh, state to another, then that's not just deficiency, that's already famine. Let's say a, a saw of green costs one sala, but it's still possible to find often. That's a case where it's just deficiency. And you can't even find them, then it's already a famine. It's only true when the money is cheap, and the food has become expensive. If money became valuable, and food is cheap, then they have to call out over it immediately. I remember once that the four saws cost one salar. And still there are many people in, in, uh, in Tveria who were, they had their stomach was distended and bloated because they hadn't eaten the last Isar, because there was no Isar coins to be had. Uh, what exactly the Matthias that the Gemara is talking about over here, we can ask uh, Tzvi um, Kolrak, who's uh, 
economist, because um, I, I don't know what, what the Gemara means over here, right? We have the opposite of this today, where the coins have gone down in value and the food is gone. Typically, supply and demand would always say that that's how it works, but I don't know. Let's say the rain fell for the, for the crops, but did not fall for the trees. It's possible to say that rain would be good for the crops, but not for the tree. That's very easy to find when the rain comes very gently and does not come very heavily. The Elon also for trees and not for crops. That's also possible. The Asia Razia Asia where that's a scenario the rain came heavily and did not come gently, because gentle rain is good for the crops and heavy rain is good for the trees. And for this and for that, and case where it's for good for the for the crops and good for the tree, but not good for the pits and for the and for the wells and for the ditches. It's heavily and gently, but not that much of a fell. Let's say it fell for the for the well, for the pits, and for the caves. But not for the crops and for the trees. What's the scenario? The Asya Bishvichusa, the cases where the rain fell very heavily. They cry out for the trees. In the middle of the Pesach season, for the wells and the pits and the caves, even during the Sukkot. And all of them, if there's no water to drink, if they literally ran out of drinking water, then you already start Masriyan immediately. You start crying out, Hashem, right? like South Africa a few years ago. What's considered immediately? Shani v'chamishi v'chamishi. Niyad means on the, up, the right after the immediate um, succeeding Monday, Thursday, Monday. Akulon e'in masrin alein ela be'afrachia shalahen. And on these types of issues, you only are masriya. You only cry out in the actual place where it's affected. The askara, askara is like a cholera, like a type of um, terrible disease. misa, it's time when there'll be death that will come from it, masrin ala, then you cry out for it. misa, it's time when there's not going to be any death, it'll just be spirit discomfort. masrin ala, then you don't cry out for it. Masrin ala goyvay b'cholshu. And they sound for locusts, even if you see just even one locust. So do for chaga, which are grasshoppers. You cry out for the trees. On the other uh, other year other um years of the of the um set, the sept what's it called again the septarian cycle and what do we call that what's the English word for the shemitah cycle is the word for it the cycle yeah. seven year cycles seven year cycle yeah but there's a there's a fancy uh, Greek word okay um, but for the the ditches and for the wells and for the pits even on the seventh year they would they would cry out. That. Even for the trees during the seventh year. Because during the trees, you are allowed to benefit from the fruits of the tree, right? You're totally allowed to, it's just everyone has the rights to it, it's ownerless. So they would cry out if they wanted to, if they've seen that there's not enough water to produce the proper fruits, they would cry out. Tanya Idah, another price of thought. They cry out on the trees during the other years of the seven year cycle. But for the wells and for the pits and for the ditches, even in the seventh year. So too for the trees. They sound out for, they cry out for the sphichin. The sphichin are things that grow 
that were left over from the previous year that they were not specifically planted and they just uh, wild like mushrooms, right? Not mushrooms, but like wild uh, asparagus, something like that. Because once again, there's a benefit to the poor people. So we will cry out that if there's not enough rain for those, those things to grow. Tanya Amar Rebelezer Ben Parter, Rebelezer Ben Parter says in a Raisa, Meyem Shachar Beis Hamikdash, when the time Beis Hamikdash was destroyed, Nasi Yisham Tzimukim Lo'elam, the rains only fall with Tzimukim, uh, like they don't fall properly. Yeshana Shigeshemahel Merubin, the year in which the rain falls a lot, the Yeshana Shigeshemahel Merubin, the years in which the rain doesn't fall that much. Yeshana Shigeshemahel Yordan Bezman, and there are years in which the rain comes in the proper season. Yeshana Shigeshemahel Yordan Bezman, and there are seasons and years in which it does not fall in the proper season. In a year in which the rain falls in proper time, what does it compare to? The servant whose master gives him his, his food on the first day of Shabbat, first day of the week. Then the result is that the dough will be baked well before he eats it, but the dough will be eaten properly. It's already be fully baked. In a year in which the rain does not fall properly in its proper time, what is it similar to? A servant whose master only gives him his, his uh, sustenance on Friday. And says, it comes out that his dough is not baked properly. And it is not particularly delicious. A year in which it has many, much rain. What compared to? To a servant whose master gives him all the entire year's food at one time. The result is that the mill is going to be grinding a core and it's going to be wasting very little because there's a certain minimal measure of what's wasted. So if you're doing a small amount, it's still going to reach that minimal measure. Doing a large amount is the minimal measure, but it's actually far larger. And you see that you'll end up eating as much from the core as you would be eating from the cap. In a year in which there's very little rain, what's it similar to? Servant whose master gives him his food in, in a very small amount at a time. What's the result? The result is that a mill, that which it grinds from a core, is the same as what it would grind from a calf. So we see that the amount of dough that you would eat from a core's worth of wheat, the same amount of dough that you eat from a calf's worth of wheat. Another explanation. At a time when the rains are very plentiful, what is it compared to? To a man who is needing clay. If he has a lot of water, then the water is not completely used up. But the clay is well used up. Well, um, not used up, but well um, needed, right? The perfect um, texture. But if there's very little water, then the water gets used up. And then the, 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 the clay mixture is not wet enough to really become kneaded properly. There was a time. The entire B'nai Yisrael went up to pilgrimage festival to Jerusalem. And there was no water for them to drink. Halach Nakdim and Ben Gurion, Eitzel Adenach, and Nakdim and Ben Gurion went to a specific uh, non Jewish uh, Adin, uh, you know, overlord. Amalei said to him, Alveni Shtem Asri Maines Mayim Loeli Regalam, lend me 12 walls of water that I get the usage rights for the pilgrims. And he had the Enlach Shtem Asri Enis Mayim, and I'll give you back 12 walls of water. And if I don't give it back to you, I'll give you 12 bars of silver. 
The Kabbalah is man, he said, a specific time period when you have to repay it. Even Shagia is man, when the time came to repay it, but the rain hadn't yet fallen. The Shachras, Shalach, during the morning of that day, this non Jewish person sends him a message either send me the water or send me the, the money that I have. Shalach Lein, I sent it to him. He sent back to him, listen, I still have time. The entire day, up until the end of the day, but in the afternoon he sent to him, send me either the water that you promised in exchange for the water I gave you previously, or the money. Shalach is sent back to him, there's still more time in the day. In the afternoon he sent him, already. Shalach lay, he sent back to him, there's still time in the day. Like, the, the big lady, he said, come on, man, it's, it's not going to rain. There's not a cloud in the sky. It's very late. The entire year, no rain fell. The actually of Yardu turning the page now. Now you think the rain is going to fall? How foolish are you, you dumb Jew? I'm sorry. Um, not not the Mangorian. The, the non-Jewish person goes into the bathhouse, you know, counting his money. He's positive he's getting that money very soon. As he's going in and enjoy to the base of America, to the bathhouse, Nachdim goes to the base of Mikdash and he's sad. He wraps himself in his garment. He stands in front of Hashem. Master of the universe. You know that I didn't do this for my own honor. The only reason why I offered to, to provide the water is because I wanted to honor you. There should be enough water available to those who are coming on pilgrimage. Immediately the skies become completely covered up with clouds and the rain starts falling. Until the twelve wells became filled of water. But you see, there's still more left over. And this guy comes out of the bathhouse counting his cash. She comes out from the base of Mekdash. When they meet up with each other, Amalei says to him, says, You owe me money now for the extra water that I repaid you with. Amalei says back to him, I know now that Hashem shakes up the world only for your sake. I still have a tain on you. Why? I have a complaint. That I should take from you the money that you have. Because the rain, the sun had already set. And then when the rain fell, it was already too late past your date. goes back into the base of He covers himself in the talus. And he starts davening. And he says in front of him, He says, let it be known that they are, you have a chosen people. You have a nation who you love, right? Immediately, what happens is the clouds disperse and the sun once again is shining. And at that time, the, the, this Lord said to him, If not for the fact that the rain came, that the, the, the clouds dispersed and the sun came back out again, I would have indeed taken my money from you. So it is verifying the truth that there is a chosen nation and the chosen nation is the Jewish people. And therefore, Hashem made this happen. To, to be Mekadesh, to, to manifest its presence in the world. Okay, take care. I'll see you tomorrow.